Welcome back to Drake's Corner, episode three. Yes, three weeks straight, and we aren't stopping. Um, a little disclaimer before the video starts. You'll be seeing this logo and or highlight real film from what I'm talking about. Uh, for like the first six minutes of the episode, I had a little audio video mix up. Um, don't worry, you'll see my beautiful set and my beautiful face here in about, you know, T minus five and a half minutes now. Um, just, yeah, some crap happened. I'm kind of pissed about it. But, you know, I recorded the episode this morning or around like crack of dawn at like 8 a.m. And now it's uh, 9.30 p.m. about. And I just finished watching the Ravens Colts thriller, which was absolutely insane. Uh, besides that, we had a lot of great football over the weekend, including, you know, some college matchups. The Oklahoma Texas thriller was amazing. The Texas A&M upset against Alabama. No one thought Alabama was going to lose. And boom, they're they're dropped off. Uh, you had some shootouts like Cleveland versus uh, L.A. The Chargers and a few good, a few other upsets in the NFL. Eagles took down the Panthers. Other than that, yeah. You had a lot of teams just continuously rolling. Uh, right off the bat, we're going to jump into the NFL Top 10 Power Rankings video or segment. And before we get into that, I just want to you know throw out a little game for you viewers. Um, I realize I say uh and um a lot. I get that. Um, that was completely subconscious. I did not. Yeah, I did not intend to do that. But it's, every time I do that, take a shot. Um, it'll get you wasted by the end of the episode, and you probably will enjoy my video a little more. Um, so, yeah, let's jump into the NFL Top 10 Power Rankings. Right off the bat, number 10, we got the Titans. I know they lost to the Jets. Mr. Pick City, Zach Wilson, they lost to him. It, it's embarrassing, but hey, they bounced back against the Jaguars well, and yeah, it's the Jaguars. It's not a big deal. But if Derrick Henry and the offense can keep rolling like they have been, uh, this team can pick up a lot of de decent wins against uh, most mediocre teams. That Their offense will do the job for them. You know, they have Julio Jones and A.J. Brown, and that will say something in the in the near future of the season, especially if they make the playoffs. Um, we know playoff Julio. We know what he did with the Falcons, and he is damn capable of doing it with the Titans. So, and we know what A.J. Brown's about. Um, Derrick Henry is crushing the league in rushing yards. Uh, holding his running back title. If this team continues to play the offense that they are, this could be a different story in, in the playoffs. Um, yeah, we know what this team's capable of. Uh, I think about two years back, they surprised everyone. I think they can surprise everyone again. Yes, bad loss against the Jets, but they bounced back well. They're 3-2. and two. Um, They can get pick up a lot of decent wins with that offense. So... Yeah, they're sitting at number 10, you know, they're not top five for a reason just because of that Jets loss, and they lost to the Ravens as well, but a bad loss against the Jets, you're sitting at number 10. Number nine, I got the Cleveland Browns, you know, I wasn't quite sold on their defense through the first four weeks, and I'm damn sure not sold on it after that performance against the, against the Chargers, but their pass rush will do them well. They have Miles Garrett, best one of the best DNs in the league. Um, they obviously can score. They made a run at the Chiefs when, you know, before the Bills completely figured out the Chiefs. Um, they have the best handcuff running back duo in the league with Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. Uh, they have a great run game. Uh, but the deal is they need more consistency from receivers. I know their best receiver right now is Odell, but he's not old Odell. He is 
you know, fresh off a leg injury, Odell, and then they got who else? Donovan Peoples Jones. Yeah, it's it's going to take time, but they have a great run game and their offense. We know their offense can score. We saw that against the Chargers, um, but they're going to need more from their defense, and they they obviously can score. So this is going to win them a few games, just like the Titans. Uh, number eight, Green Bay. I dropped them down a spot. You know, I had them at number seven last week. They had a close call with Cincinnati. And while Cincinnati is, you know, they were three and one at the time, they're not an elite level talent. Um, Green Bay needs more convincing play to be a top 10 team. And they drop a spot basically because they were bailed out. Uh, they should have lost the game. And, you know, the Bengals had a chance to lose the game, but they should have lost the game as well. Uh, from less from field goal barrage city that was going on there with missed field goal after missed field goal. It was ridiculous. I didn't know who was going to win, but they they're still a very good football team. Let's not get it twisted. They have the best quarterback receiver duo in the league with Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams. Um, yes. And Rodgers is calling it the last dance. And when they get rolling in the playoffs, um, you know, there's no stopping Aaron Rodgers. So if their defense can stay, you know, the average pace that they're at and Rodgers and Adams continue to connect and they don't have any off games like they had against Cincinnati, um, they will be a tough team in the NFC to beat. Um, yeah, I definitely could see a Super Bowl run maybe, but they need to polish some things up. So they're sitting at number eight after that close call with Cincinnati. Number seven, the Baltimore Ravens just took down the Indianapolis Colts in a thriller. I was about to drop them off the list, but they won the game. Um, even if, you know, they didn't win handedly against Indy, um, but they're 4-1. and one. They have beaten a lot of good teams like the Chiefs. Um, they just beat the Colts, a staggering defense. Um, the thing is, I need more defensive consistency from the Ravens to be even considered top five. You know, Lamar is playing absolutely out of his mind. Um, that close call with Detroit still lingers. They won by a lucky last second 66-yard bomb field goal from Justin Tucker. Um, they did want to shoot. Yeah, like I said, they want to shoot out against Kansas City. Um, all of their games have been close this year. It's been a, a bit Harbaugh is about to have a heart attack, except against the Broncos, who they handled, and now the Broncos seem to be a fluke. They handle them on both sides of the ball. Um, like Cleveland, they will beat most mediocre teams. Um, they need more defensive consistency, though. Um, but if Lamar and crew uh, continues to play how they're playing and that triple option is rolling still, I've said the triple option is the most dangerous scheme in the NFL. You have three options. If it's ran right every time, you're going to get yards every time. And I see them... You know, a lot of people have said Lamar's going to get figured out. Um, that's where there's a coach. They're going to figure out other stuff to do with him. And that's why I see a near few, like a Super Bowl for the Ravens in the next five years. Lamar Jackson will continue to get better. Their coaching will figure stuff out for him. He is too talented to not win a Super Bowl. And I hope that they can get a defense consistent enough to win one. And I, you know, this, it might be the year this year. I don't know. You never know. But they're sitting at number seven, four and one, very solid win loss record. Um, yeah. So number six, I got the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They handled the Dolphins well. Easy week for Brady and crew. Five touchdowns for Brady. Um, the defense performed well. Uh, you know, it's the Dolphins. Let's not get let's not get all jumpy jumpy because they beat Jacoby Brissett. Um they sit behind the Rams and other NFC teams because it was they had a close call with the Patriots. Um this win against the Dolphins isn't convincing in any sake. 
that cl- the cl- like I said, the close call with the Patriots and a loss against the Rams. They seem to be regressing after last week, but this week they handled their matchup well, so they are sitting pretty at number six. Uh, I think that's a great spot for them. Uh, number five, top five getting into it, got the Rams. They took over the Seahawks in the second half. Great defensive play against Russell Wilson and Geno Smith to close out the game. Uh, I see their run game is improving with Henderson. Uh, you know, their defense, 14 sacks versus opponents forward. Their their offensive line will come a long way with Stafford. Uh, their receiving core is great. Robert Woods went off. Cooper Cup still doing his thing. Uh, Tyler Higby, great tight end. They, they've, got, they've got a lot of weapons, and they've got a great offensive line, and Stafford will make his case in the playoffs upcoming so we'll see we'll see if this offensive line comes a long way their defense is obviously good um the Seahawks aren't considered elite kind of middle of the pack team right now um and you know if that defense plays that same way against elite teams NFC title run NFC Super Bowl run maybe maybe we'll have to see in the upcoming weeks um number four they have not been in the list, and I, it was honestly maybe a mistake on my part. Number four is the Chargers. The Chargers have been absolutely rolling. Justin Herbert making an MVP case in his sophomore year. Um, this team is hands down the best team in the AFC West. The Chiefs are knocked out. I'm going to say this right now. They are knocked out of my top ten list after that you know, embarrassing loss against Buffalo. They have no defense. They seem to be figured out, and... Until they start winning again, they are not going to make a scene on this list for a long time. And the Chargers look like the real deal. They've beaten the Browns, Chiefs, Raiders. They have very good wins. Um, defense looks good against average offenses. You know, when, when they are winning games, they are dangerous because, you know, they force Derek Carr to throw a few picks in the end. They handled the Raiders well. Um, yeah, when they lead games, they're dangerous and their offense doesn't you know, take the breaks off. Eckler, Herbert, Mike Williams is having a great year. Keenan Allen still one of the best route runners in the league. Um, they have a lot of weapons. Justin Herbert seems to be finding his ground in L.A. as a sophomore QB in the league. And I see he's only going to get better. I see a lot. I see a lot of talent with this kid. And I see a lot in, you know, Los Angeles with the Chargers. I think they can make an AFC title run as from what we're seeing right now. They're a very good football team. Number three is the Cowboys again. You know, kind of same same three top top three teams, but there's a little you'll see what's different. Uh number three, yeah, Dallas. They rolled over the Giants. Offense still looking unstoppable. Dak throwing three touchdowns to Cooper, C D Lamb, even Zeke. Trayvon Diggs grabbed another interception. You know, I I may have crossed the line when I said he's the best corner in the league. uh, Kadarius Toney, a rookie from Florida, put up 10 receptions and over 180 yards, mostly matching up against Trayvon Diggs. Um, I see Trayvon Diggs as a ball hawk kind of deal, kind of like Marcus Peters. In a sense, you know, they go for those interceptions like crazy, but they can get burned on routes when they do. It's you know, it plays off in the end because you get your turnover, but sometimes you get burned. They still they still won forty four to twenty though. Let's not get that wrong. They put up a good defensive performance, and they have an above average defense and an elite offense. And I think they can make a Super Bowl run. 
there's a lot of teams that I think can do that. Um, that's why I say can think, and I'm not saying they, they're going to make a Super Bowl run because it's still too early to tell. Um, yeah, but the NFC is looking like it's going to be a fun time. There's four different teams that I see, even five maybe, that can make a run at the title and at the Super Bowl just based on schemes and offenses. There's a lot of good talent there. Number two, here comes the switcheroo from last week. Item sitting at number one. They're at number two now. Arizona Cardinals. They are undefeated still. I know on paper they should be number one. But they didn't convince me enough against the 49ers. The 49ers are a bad team. And Trey Lance, you know, it was it, it was a tough division game. You know, tempers flaring. It was a trap game with, you know, Trey Lance, the big start. Um, luckily, Arizona's offense caught fire in the fourth quarter. Um, they seem to have always they always seem to have someone going off on the receiving core, whether it be DeAndre Hopkins, Christian Kirk, Rondale Moore, AJ Green. They have a lot of good talent, and this time Hopkins and Rondale Moore went decided to go off. Um, their offense looked a little woozy. They you know they didn't commit turnovers, but they just could not capitalize when they were in the red zone for the most part of the game. They only scored 17 points, and for being the best offense in the league, I need more from that, especially when I consider you a top team, top two team in the league. Um, you know, if they blew them out, they would still be sitting pretty at number one. Uh, but their defense looked great. Uh, no doubt about that. I still think they're the best team in the NFC. I still think Kyler Murray's number one in MVP race. And... You know, they'll continue to win games. It was a trap game, a division game. They only won by a touchdown, though. And there's a reason number one is the Buffalo Bills. Their elite offensive and defensive play made the Chiefs look silly. Josh Allen and the Bills kill Kansas City off of my list because, uh, you know, I was I was given I was giving Kansas City a little little edge. Um, I would basically said, you know. The talent's there. It's the Chiefs. A few, a few little wa- losses won't, um, you know, won't hurt them in the long run. They, I still thought they'd end up twelve and five or eleven and six, and they'd make a run in the AFC like they did kind of last, the year before when they had four losses. Um, they ex- Bills exposed the Kansas City's awful defense. They had a great pass rush. They forced Mahomes to throw two picks. Great secondary. You know, Micah Hyde and Tredavious White and crew holding their speedy receivers in check. Uh, more more than proven that week one loss against the Steelers was a fluke. Ever since then, they've been absolutely dominating every single team. Uh, when you shut out two teams and expose the reigning AFC champions and sit at 4-1, and one, you are at the top of my list. Here's the crown, Buffalo. You are holding it right now. Number one team in the league, the Bills. Very different top ten team list. I know, you know, a lot of it's it's that time of the year. A lot of things change, and it's great. I love it. It's great. You never the the hierarchy again. What I was talking about last week just keeps changing. This team's on top. This team's on top, and it's even any team in that list can just change, change based on dominant performances. And it's I'll be honest, it's a tough list to make. It gives me a headache at night. Um, you know, uh, like I said, there's six different teams in the NFC I could see making a Super Bowl run. There's in the AFC it's kind of difficult. I see maybe two two teams in the AFC. I see two elite teams 
the Chargers in Buffalo. Um, you know, Baltimore's not convincing enough. Kansas City's obviously out of it right now. The Titans lost to the Jets. Uh, Cleveland, no defense, really. Um, they, you know, they play tough battles. Offense tries to win them games. And, um, you know, you got to have both elite levels of play on both sides of the ball if you want to be considered, you know, great. And that's what the Bills and mostly Cardinals have right now. And I see those teams in the Super Bowl as of this week. Um, you know, uh, anything can change, though. That's why football's so great. Oh, sorry, I get a little emotional talking about my power rankings. Power When I see power rankings on the feed, I get a little teared up. Not gonna lie. Okay, enough with the jokes, okay? Gosh, sounds schizophrenic right now. No offense. Sorry, that might have been offensive. Anywho, Urban Meyer. Absolutely a joke on Twitter. He's a meme. He's a joke to his own team. I saw a TikTok the other day. The team was breaking their huddle. And Urban Meyer was in the midst of it. The Jaguars break their practice huddle and grind. You want to know why they broke their practice huddle and grind? Because Jacksonville Jaguars coach Urban Meyer was seen grinding on women and just grotesquely grabbing their bodies at a bar while he has a wife and a family at home. Now, I... For, I would never place blame on a first-year coach in the league for how bad their team is doing. You're placed in a position where the team obviously sucks. and But there's a difference here. Urban Meyer does not seem to be taking his job seriously. And it's uh, I'm not one to judge, but it's disgusting seeing how bad, of a t- how bad of a job your team's doing. And at the same time, you're going out cheating on your wife and, you know, making a complete meme of yourself on Twitter. I was having a laugh looking at all the memes. It was absolutely hilarious. Um, you know, he got kicked out of college football for kind of the same deal. Not him himself, but he knew what was going on with another member of the staff. This, I give him two or three more weeks with the Jaguars before he's absolutely fired off their team and goes back into retirement. And I pray for his family. Because this is terrible. Um, their team is in shambles. They look like a joke. And the whole team is a meme under him. You know, they drafted Trevor Lawrence. Thought everything was going to be fixed. He's going out. Um, trying to forget the losses with other women at the bar. <laughs> and it's it's such a weird... It's a it's an odd situation. Just The whole deal was he got... An, He had administrative leave at Ohio State, um, comes back kind of in the same ballpark here with this deal. And I just don't know if he's on an NFL level. Even he said to Vic Vangio, the uh, Broncos head coach, that he felt like he was playing Alabama every week. He seems like a scared coach in some aspects. Um, yeah, we'll see. We'll see how the Jaguars organization responds to all this. Urban Meyer, complete joke right now. Um, he he apologized to his players. He apologized to the team. He apologized to the owner. But this kind of stuff, once it happens once, which it did a few years back at Ohio State, and it happens again now. Um, it really it 
you know, nobody took a flaw to his character then when it happened. It seemed he was still, you know, seen as a great coach, you know, a Hall of Fame coach, everything around that. And the narrative has just completely changed because he's not taking his job seriously, it seems. Um, no problem with going out, but, you know, when you, had a, when you have a wife at home, you're supposed to be a leader. Um, it doesn't put a good spot on, you know, your resume. And he's, he, had, he hadn't had a good one. He had a, you know, miscue before on that that most people looked over. They're like, huh, not really his fault, but at the same time, you got to know. And now people know that this is a flaw. We'll see how he bounces back from it, though. I'm not one to judge, but this team is in shambles, and everyone sees him as a joke. Now let's get into our highlight of the week. Rondale Moore had an insane tiptoe catch against the 49ers. Let's take a look at it right now. Kyler Murray and the Cardinals. Murray pressure up the middle. Throwing on the run, a wobbler down the sideline. Looking for Rondale Moore, and he's out of bounds. He caught the ball, but just couldn't keep the toes inside the chalk. Or could he? Oh, Kev, that's close now. He got, oh my God. What a catch. That is insane. Now the officials are conferring right now, and this is one of those instances where the replay booth, they don't have to look at a challenge. That was an insane catch. I cannot believe my eye. Rondale Moore is only like 5'7", 185 pounds, and he is making a statement as a rookie receiver right now on the Cardinals. He's a part of that dangerous core. He's a part of the, you know, that great group of receivers that got drafted. Let's see how, you know, if he keeps it up. I, lo- I love to see it. He was a Big Ten player. He torched Nebraska. I remember that completely. Um, he seems like a great player. And we'll see how he uh, affects the Cardinals in the near future. All right, enough with the NFL talk. We're getting into college football. I'm going to just say it. I was completely right on Spencer Rattler. I did not miss at all there. He was benched, shown up by a freshman, Caleb Williams. Um, he wasn't celebrating with his team after that nail-biter. He was seen on the sideline, you know, after the Williams touchdown, the long run. He was seen not celebrating at all, you know, stale face like this. Like, that was the exact face he was making on the sideline. And Spencer Rattler was walking back to the locker room. Uh, just slowly, briskfully, briskfully, while all of his entire team was celebrating, jumping up and down. And I get it. You were benched. But the issue is you were benched because you suck. You were absolutely awful. You had 111 yards and an interception and less than 60% completion percentage against Texas. That is absolutely awful, especially in the Big 12. We have Big 12 teams known for their defense. Out of here. Out of here. Caleb Williams came in and made that team look great. And Rattler, you had a less than you looked terrible on the legs. Um, Caleb Williams outran you, outpassed you, looked better. And I, I don't wish anybody bad as a as a sports analyst here. And but if you continue to stay at Oklahoma, you will kill your mental health. It seems because you were not happy for another kid scoring for your team. Um, still, Oklahoma's sixth in the nation. I don't understand that another okay they did beat texas it was another nail biter another nail biter which they seem to always have every single week and this time i think the media is finally seeing that rattler 
is not a good quarterback and he's not the answer. Um, you know, they put him back in, I think, as a confidence boost on an easy 10-yard run towards the end of the game just to keep him not from leaving the entire University of Oklahoma. Uh, the backup nearly doubled his stats and actually scored and scored and scored continuously for them. Rattler, um, you know, was down 20 at half. Those The stats are absolutely atrocious. Um, I see him entering the transfer portal. And, yeah, I don't see – I really don't see him entering the NFL draft if he was smart. He has a lot of arm t- – the arm talent is all there. He just cannot make good decisions, and he's got a, like, weak – he's got a weak mental game. And it showed that when uh, the Rattler was benched and the kid came in for him and nearly torched the entire Texas defense. Um, I just wanted I just wanted to take props here. I'm sorry. I was so right on that. I I can't wait to see the mock draft predictions on this. And it was it was a great feeling for me watching. I don't. It wasn't a great feeling watching him fail, but. It was great to see that it was right. I like I like being right. It's fun. Speaking of more college football, the tide seems to be turning in college football. Um, you know, I've always said there's four four pillars of college football. You got Alabama, you got Ohio State, Clemson, and Georgia. Um, those have been the four teams who have been running running the show for the past whew, close to six or seven years now, ever since the, you know, 14 bracket came into place. Um, there Now there's teams like Cincinnati in the top five. Um, you know, Georgia sitting at number one, Bama sitting at number five, but you got these little lingering teams that, you know, might make a run at the playoffs. You got Iowa, Cincinnati. I really like Kentucky. Kentucky looks great, and I think if they beat Georgia, they should be top four in the nation. It's great to watch. Um, teams like Wake Forest and Coastal Carolina are making, you know, we haven't seen those teams in the AP poll in years. Maybe Coastal Carolina the last few years, but uh, Wake Forest, when's the last time we saw them? Um, Iowa jumping into an elite level. You got team, uh, you know, their defense is making a case. They have, you know, that power offensive play. And I, when you see when you see college football take a t- take a turning tide like this i really believe it should be an 18 bracket i really do um four teams isn't enough to see the true talent in college football and i think in you know an eight team show um with all elite talents of play it proves more than a four team bracket and i don't think four teams are enough to prove who's the because there's teams who you know you see it every year when the uh, brackets are announced. Oh, this team was snubbed. You got a snub here, snub there. How about we end the snubs? Eight-team college football bracket uh, to see who the real champion is. That would be amazing because you got teams like Cincinnati in the top five who deserve a chance, and they might come up with a trap game here in the next few weeks, and they might jump down to number seven. And I know it's not all based on um, AP poll. AP polls just through the first uh, decent amount of weeks of the season. And then the college football playoff poll comes out, and everyone's like, whoa, snub, 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 snub. Let's end the snubs. Eight teams in the college football playoffs. That's what needs to happen. That's what needs to happen very soon. 
And it's it's honestly really fun to watch, to be honest. Um, I'm sick of – I think I speak for about 99% of the country when I say I'm sick of Alabama. And I'm uh, Clemson isn't barely nudging in the top 20. Georgia, I don't think people are sick of Georgia. I just think, you know, the fan bases in the SEC are very uptight about who they cheer for. And if Georgia is the team they're playing against, and if Georgia is their rival, they really hate them. Ohio State, kind of the same deal. Um, Big Ten fans like them. They're good for the Big Ten. They, uh, you know, made a show last year against Alabama. And, you know, a lot of their starters were out, and they made a case for the championship but Alabama was dominant and you know it happens uh but those are the four pillars the four pillars have been Alabama Georgia Clemson and Ohio State um it just seems like those teams are in it every single year and you know I think it's time for that to change because those those teams don't always play at an elite level as we saw over the weekend uh, besides Georgia who's absolutely the most dominant team in the nation and Alabama, who lost? It doesn't. It, four teams doesn't show enough right now because we're if we we're basing it off AP poll. Alabama would not be in the college football playoffs. Um, yeah, that's my take there. Eight teams. That's what it needs to be. I want to see a lot more talent into the play. It'd make it a lot more fun. A lot. They'd make. They'd make a lot more money too. Are you kidding me? You had four more games and rake in that cash, so you can pay your players a little more. That's not their job, but hence my point. The grand finale of the show. We're getting into some NBA, baby. NBA! Sorry. Uh, NBA season is just around the corner. Welcome to Insist the List. I got a top five NBA players heading into the 2021-22 season. You know, and when you base players based off, you know, top five list NBA players, top five NBA I don't like going off MVP odds. I don't go like going by, you know, skill skill level. I like going by who is the guy you want to build your team around. Who is the guy that's going to lead um the team to the title? And that's how I base it off. Number 5, we got LeBron James. Yes, LeBron is the best player to build the team around. But the issue is his age. And I Hope he plays a full healthy season. He spends two million dollars a year on his body, on what he eats, and you know therapies. He is the best player to build a team around currently, but he is thirty six. He is, um, you know, he's top five in every aspect of the game, including passing, scoring, facilitating, and defense. And you know, L A will most likely make, you know, the conference finals and the finals if we're being real here. And that comes to if everybody stays healthy. Anthony Davis was not healthy. LeBron James was worn out by the time he got into the playoffs. Russell Westbrook was a great addition. But, you know, if those two guys are worn out, you think Russ is going to do anything? I don't think so. There's a lot of ifs with the Lakers. There's a lot of ifs with, you know, LeBron. Still, LeBron, you know, when he's at his best, is the best player in the league. Let's not get that twisted. He's the number one guy to lead a team to the finals and he's done it time and time again with absolutely awful teams and we know he's capable but he's 36 and this is why he's got the help but the help is getting injured and Anthony Davis and crew that's why LeBron's at number five for me a lot of people would rank him you know lower or higher um I just I see him right there at number five 
Uh, number four is Stephen Curry. Yes, the crew is back with Klay Thompson. Uh, Steph went absolutely nuts last year. Let's not get it twisted. Uh, 32 points a game, six assists, 42% from three. Made a push for MVP at the end of the year. Um, the issue was he did not get his team to the playoffs. Uh, they kind of choked it against the Grizzlies. Um, Steph's a guy, you know, um, he can do it all. He can he can get the stats. He can get he can get everything. But you know, like most superstars, you're gonna need help, and he misses his splash brother. Draymond, uh, I'm not going to say he's decreasing in skill because facilitating facilitating at Draymond's level and the defensive play that he has is very rare to find in the NBA. You n- normally cannot find, you know, like a power forward-esque caliber player with that passing ability and defensive play. That's why Jokic is so valued because of his facilitating at his seven-foot center spot. Um it, you know, Draymond will continue to be a major piece in that team. Uh, you don't know what they're going to do with trades and Wise and Wiseman and the whole Ben Simmons deal. You honestly don't know. I called Ben Simmons going to the Rockets, um, and now it's sounding like the Pacers. I may have been wrong. I may have been wrong. Uh, we don't know yet, though. I have absolutely no clue where Ben Simmons is going to go. My money would be the Rockets, but hence my point. Steph Curry sitting at number four. The crew's Clay Thompson's back. You know, you got Draymond still. Stats really don't uh, prove Draymond's game. You know, you hear it all the time. Triple singles, triple singles. I don't think that shows how much Draymond means to the Warriors and how much he facilitates. And, you know, the crew's back. Golden State, remember their dynasty? We're not counting when Durant was on there. But they won a title, and they made a run at another one the next year with that same crew, except you got... Instead of Harrison Barnes, switch it out with a decent big and Wiseman. And you got a lot of, and they have a decent bench too. They will make a solid run in the playoffs. But the West is a lot more talented than it was when they last made a run. Number three is Luka Doncic. Yes, I know he's not, he hasn't had a playoff experience, but the kid. Nearly averaged a twenty-eight triple double, twenty-eight point triple double last year. Um, you know, still made kind of a decent playoff push. You know, they didn't they didn't really get out of the first round, but Porzingis was having an off year, and next best player being Tim Hardaway. You can't do it all. LeBron does it, but you know, LeBron is thirty-six. I see Luca. You know, if once he gets help in the West, that's a Western Conference Finals team in the Mavericks, unless he goes somewhere else. Uh, give he's not going to go anywhere else. He just signed a supermax. But anyway, give Doncic another superstar caliber player. Easy West Finals bid. Um, I think they've uh, Rick Carlisle is a great coach. Um, they they don't have a lot of great talent besides Luca and good talent in Porzingis. And then the next best player is Tim Hardaway. And then who? Max Kleba, Finney Smith. Come on. Um, he's number one in Doncic is number one in MVP odds for a reason. Um, this kid can lead a team. He's still very young, and I think that I think he will make an MVP push this upcoming year. I think it's about his time, and he'll get his eventually. I think Doncic is one of those guys you want to build around, obviously. But if you're another player in free agency, I see Doncic being a player that's oh, I want to go play with him. He's actually decent as hell, and I think we can make a championship. And I think a lot of free agents will start to see that in the upcoming years uh, when they see Doncic's facilitating facilitation skills and passing stats. I mean, he's 28-point triple-double. That's ridiculous. 
and he does it all. He's kind of in that scheme with, you know, how the Rockets played with Harden, and Harden averaged a crap ton of assists a game and nearly had a triple-double almost every other game. And the Rockets were good. They, uh, you know, with Chris Paul and James Harden, uh, James Harden back in 2018, I believe, they made a run at the Warriors. They were up 3-2, just choked it away. They were this close. And I think if you can get the same caliber superstar as Chris Paul was to James Harden with Luka Doncic, you have a good West Conference Finals bid. Uh, number two, Kevin Durant, the Slim Reaper. Yes. Um, nearly led an injury-riddled Nets to the finals. Um, almost had one of the best playoff shots of all time, hence his size 17-foot on the free throw or the three-point line. Um, you know, he's the best scorer in the league, arguably best scorer of all time. You know, I expect a finals run for the Nets. I think everyone does with um healthy team. Kyrie isn't playing home games, it seems, but, you know, regular season seems like an entire dosage of preseason still. Let's be real. NBA players do not go off in the – they don't try as hard in the regular season until it gets down to, like, the nitty-gritty the nitty of – basketball and then once nba playoffs nba playoffs is one of the best sports times of the year just because you see athletes go abs the best basketball players in the world go absolutely nuts and go hard and i've said that the skill gap between casual basketball players and nba players is the the biggest in sports um you'll see you know very good d1 players you know do 360 windmill dunks in open gym and they'll be not barely reaching for a G League contract the skill gap is insane but that's besides the point uh Kevin Durant I see you know he's he's 33 years old I see two or three more years of elite talent from him um Kevin Durant over the last four years has picked it up a lot defensively you know he was kind of just known as a as a scorer over you know an OKC and Golden uh when he picked it up in Golden State, he had a bid for Defensive Player of the Year um, during his first year in Golden State, actually. He picked it up blocking shots, you know, perimeter defense, getting steals. He's a great defensive player, too, and I don't think a lot of people see that. Um, you know, yeah, I expect a finals run for them uh, with a fully healthy team. Uh, Kevin Durant's, you know, that's why they built this dynasty wanting team in Brooklyn around Kevin Durant um and if everyone's healthy they're in the finals but number one if this man stands in his way I don't know what he's gonna do again I Giannis Antetokounmpo the Greek freak the champ he proved he's proved he's the best player in the league and he's continuously proving it he is the best accolade run in the last five years for any player in my opinion MVP last year defensive player of the year last year he had a championship you know or not, yeah, he had a championship this year, and finals MVP this year, edged out Durant in the conference finals, 50-point masterpiece in the Game 6 clincher of the NBA Finals, only 26 years old. What more can you want from this guy? This guy has proven the doubters wrong. He, people have said the Bucks will never win a title as long as, you know, Durant's in the East or other players are in the East. LeBron was in the East for a while, and Giannis proved them all wrong. He said, I'm a guy who you can build around, and I'm a guy that can win a championship. And that's exactly what he did. He's only getting better. He's the champ. I really don't need to say much more. Um, 
besides the fact that this kid is 26 years old and the Bucks are only going to get better as he gets better. Um, I think he's in his prime right now. He'll, you know, probably have five years of this skill level from Giannis. And we'll see them in the conference finals and finals, but the Nets are sitting there. You got teams building. We'll see. The Bucks are a very good team, and Giannis is the best player in the league. We'll see how long it lasts. This concludes another episode of Drake's Corner. Um, my voice, it's its early in the morning. I kind of just woke up, took a shower, and, um, you know, hopped on the camera. It's before the Monday night football game. Um, I'm trying to have a lot of energy. Uh, it's just, you know, I'm going to talk to you guys like my, my friends again, as you are my viewers. It's been, a, it's been a very rough week mentally for me, and I love doing this. I, you know, DCFL. Drake's Corner for Life, once again. Um, you know, this this is never going to stop, though. Uh, you know, as long as I'm around, as long as I'm, you know, as long as Wednesdays are still a thing, Drake's Corner will be a thing. Um, so, yeah, I think this was a very fun episode to do. I love doing lists. I love doing, you know, talking about, you know, deep cases into the NFL. It's a very fun time. I hope you guys enjoyed watching. Uh, this has been another episode of Drake's Corner. Come back next week for more. Peace.